What up, y'all? This is Panda AOD, and with me today is a special guest. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. Hello, guys. My name is Zuri Ali. Um, I am also known as Zuri Ali Art on a lot of social media platforms, and I'm excited to be with you today. Yay! So we have Zuri on the mic today, guys. This is a special um, interview because Zuri and I have known each other for a long time. I've seen Zuri grow so much over the years. I can't even pinpoint when, but like over the years, I've just seen so much growth with her. And it's just beautiful to see another woman, especially someone you've known since you guys were like kids, just to watch that progress. So I'm very excited to have you today. And we've been trying to plan it for a minute, so I'm glad yes. it came together. <laughs> so um, recently you did your art show mm -hmm. and it seemed to have went really well. Yes. You sold a few pieces and mm -hmm. I know you've been on a new journey. Um, so I guess I want to hint on like one, what led you up? Like where, where were you at leading up to this point? Like okay. what did you experience? Oh gosh, that could take all day. <laughs> but in short, um, I kept saying, um, in the new year, January one, like I'm going to start making art because I had gone like a year and some change and not doing anything. I think I painted maybe one piece the year prior and that is just sickening. Um, especially having been in an art um, environment your entire life. We both went to Stivers. I went to school and got my bachelor's in fine arts. So to go that long and not create something was off. Mm -hmm. um, and so I told myself like New Year's resolution, like January 1, like I'm creating art. Um, I was still in a job that I hated that was draining me. And even though I kept saying I'm going to create, I would still like start one thing and then still be working on it months <laughs> later. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have a that. show. So yeah, I was like, I'm going to have a show. So it's like, girl, how are you going to have a show? And you can't even do work. So mm -hmm. I kept setting these goals, but I learned I had to set them up real big or, you know, I'm just going to keep settling, settling, settling. So um, everybody, well, not everybody, most people know I just quit my job. <laughs> because I couldn't I couldn't take it I knew something in me was dying and I didn't feel like myself so that kind of journey leading up to that just confidence of being a woman being a single mom being black um, in a field that didn't uh, appreciate or value what I was bringing to the table mm -hmm. and I'm like I can bring something to this to this world to this community that I'm not doing here at this job that's draining me mm -hmm. and I decided to take it in my own hands and that's where her yeah. story came about <laughs> and her that's story amazing. is just that whole whole thing yeah and that's amazing because I think one thing that you hit on that's like I think a struggle for a lot of us especially black women in society is we don't have a place like mm -hmm. as far as there's not many things that highlight us and you would think there would be because we do have a lot of appreciation within right. our community but I think on a grand scale it's not there and like you said with art you're looking like you know what there's a lot that's missing that I can bring to the table, which mm -hmm. is very, very um, profound because I think that's where we are in our space right now as black women in society right. is we are just putting things out there. Like now we're not waiting for the go ahead. Like, okay, exactly. this is what we are. <laughs> and they said we can go ahead. So we're going to go ahead and do our thing. It's mm -hmm. like, no, we're going to present to you what we are and you're going to love it so much that you're going to begin to appreciate mm -hmm. what a black woman is and what exactly. my mind brings to the table and why it's important that we are here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're doing especially yeah. with art like your art is very like it's very individual like to you mm -hmm. when you see Zuri's paintings you know Zuri's <laughs> <that>. yes. <laughs> like, yes. 
And that's dope that you went to college for art because I considered it, but it was never like a for sure thing. Mm -hmm. I was never like, I'm going to go. At first, I really was 100% sure. Like, I'm going to school for art. And then at the last minute, I was like, nope, I want to go for business. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I want to learn a little bit about business. So I ended up going to Toledo, but I, I love the fact that I went for business. But at the same time, when it came to going for art, anybody I know who went for art, I'm like, I'm so, like, I admire that so much because that is a big chance. Mm-hmm. Even going to school in general to get a degree is a chance. Come right. on now, like we, we trust me, <laughs> we paying all this money out, and we don't right. know what what job we gonna get. You still gotta position yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think for you, um, doing that like at this phase in your life, taking that that journey and deciding to quit your job, that's another thing that ties into self care, mm-hmm. self love. Like if you if you're tired of your job, ideally in society you have to stay and stick it out. Right, but. The, the goal is not to be miserable every day. Right. And, like, your happiness is first. So I think mm-hmm. you, you made the right move. Definitely. So you are, um, you said you were going back to work. Mm-hmm. Did you yes. find a job that suits you more? <laughs> I did. And you know what? I feel like I was actually scared to tell people I was going back to work because I felt like I had gained such a following of people who were so proud of me and believed in me. And I was giving them courage by doing my own thing and being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and being so fearless. And now I'm like, I'm corporate again, but it's kind of like, you know what? I didn't promise anybody anything. I didn't say what I was going to do um, as a final destination, but, um, you know, I was looking every now and again, and I, I went in with every interview, um, which I had several. I didn't get all the jobs, obviously, mm-hmm. but I said I need to have work-life balance. I was like, I'm a mother of a two-year-old, almost three-year-old. I need to have time with her. Mm-hmm. I am an artist. I have businesses that I'm trying to create, and I was very honest. Instead of being scared to tell them the truth, I was like, these are my expectations, so yeah. if these can't be fulfilled up front, then this isn't for me. Yeah. And the last interview I had, I was very blunt. They respected that, and I got called back like right away. So I mean, Yay. it is a perfect fit for me. <laughs> that's dope, and that's mm-hmm. the thing is like for you to understand that you have to command what you want. Like you mm-hmm. have to be in command of your own shit. So yeah. with that being said, no matter what needs you have in life, you cannot fulfill those needs if you're not happy. Exactly. And so even with me. Um, how you said you felt nervous getting another job because you're like, people, I've gained this following because people are like, she's dope. She's an mm-hmm. artist that just quit her job and she's making money off of her painting. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I tell people all the time, like it's nothing wrong with having corporate goals and exactly. entrepreneurial goals. At the end of the day, we're not going to be able to just up and quit and just not have any income. Right. But if you find a job that you love, why not excel in that job and gain mm-hmm. the skills that will help you in your own entrepreneurial journey? Right but also help you in general with your professional life. You Mm -hmm. can learn so much from being in a corporate environment. It's kind of like the next level from a classroom. Mm -hmm. So I think it's dope that you're doing both of those. And um, speaking of being a mom, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Um, Harlem, she mm-hmm. is so beautiful. Thank you. She is so beautiful. But That's she, my baby. Yeah, and it seems like you put a lot of time into making sure she stays creative. Mm-hmm. Like, And I always tell myself when I do have kids, they're going to be into art. And that's another thing I put on my husband application. <laughs> I have put, you know, art and music will be a thing in our household. Yeah. Like, because too many times, and I know me growing up, my dad always played music. And he mm-hmm. always had that little extra about him. Mm-hmm. My mom always wanted us to be creative. Right. But a lot of our creativity, as far as me and my brothers and sisters, came from just not having, you know, parents who could 
you know, take us places because right. they were working like crazy hours. And then on top of that, we don't have the money to be going into camps and this, this and that. So right. we just sit and we draw and we, we're being creative. But at the end of the day, I know that for my kids, whether it was something I could afford or not, which the goal is to be able to afford that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You don't need too much money to encourage creativity. Not at all. And I think that's beautiful what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> so do you have plans of, hypothetically, if Hammy wanted to, I'm calling her all the nicknames <laughs> you call her. Because it's, it's, it's so cute. You, you share her in a very good way, though, like in a very Thank honest you. space, but also in a very, like, natural mother-daughter space. Like, it's not, it doesn't come off as if you're propping her up and putting exactly. her in front of a camera, like, take go a picture for the gram. Yeah, take a picture for the gram. <laughs> but um, she's so precious. And so hypothetically, would you want her, or would you, could you foresee her going to Cybers if you stayed in this area, like mm-hmm. in Dayton or Cincinnati? Like, ideally, would you want her to go to a school like Stivers? Um Ideally, yes. However, I am super passionate about academics also. So mm-hmm. whatever decision I make, I'm going to make sure that it's balanced. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure that Stivers or the School of Arts here in Cincinnati is mm-hmm. on their P's and Q's when it comes to education. Because mm-hmm. um, within the art world, any creative field, I've noticed the most successful people are so intelligent. Yes. Like they are so <laughs> intelligent. And I'm always trying to figure out ways that I can push myself further, how I can make sure I'm so well-rounded. Because I didn't go to an art institution for my uh, higher education. Mm -hmm. So you can still get that creative Mm -hmm. um, energy in other places. So I don't Mm want to limit her, but I probably will nudge towards some (laughs) some art schools. But either way, she's living with an artist. So she's going to get it from her her grandmother who mm-hmm. is oh my gosh she is she's an amazing artist too people mm-hmm. don't know it um in more ways than one she's going to get it from every every way we can even mm-hmm. if it's not in school yeah and that's dope i mean i agree like i think one thing and me and nate talked about this one thing about stivers is it was it was so more into academics than mm-hmm. anything so yeah mm-hmm. the arts was there yeah sports was there but obviously you know they went right. they didn't see the need to have a football team but right. you know so AP it's like honors <laughs> yeah so i mean i definitely agree with the whole being academic um i feel like academics first as far as like it definitely is a balance but mm-hmm. i would rather my kid go to a school that really wants to put you know ideas in their mind that lead lead them to think on a broader spectrum yeah. and have them critically think in scenarios that they wouldn't have just being at home mm-hmm. and um I forget who it was on the breakfast club I'll, I'll remember later but um he had did an interview with Charlemagne and them and he was mm-hmm. like yeah you know when it comes to people saying you don't got to go to college or you shouldn't yeah you can consider the debt aspect of it but college teaches a lot of us you know we're in different environments but even in the classroom the curriculum it teaches Mm -hmm. us to open our minds up to things we wouldn't have thought about and even people who think they know everything I up until my junior year in college I was like what am I here for but then once my junior year, my senior year got together, I'm like, like okay. Okay, this is real. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm stepping into something now. Like, now uh-huh. I know what marketing is. Now uh-huh. I know what management is. Now I'm feeling like I'm getting something from it. So I do think uh-huh. it's important that people go to school, at least uh-huh. to get that extra, like, knowledge. Now, depending on what your, you know, your situation is, don't go to school to get to get into debt that you'll never be able to pay off. But uh-huh. pick up a book, buy some books. Right. Like, educate yourself. But right. we just need to, like, want to think more critically. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think critically, critical thinking is like my word of the year or it's my so words of the year. So because even in art school, like you had critiques. So if mm-hmm. I stood up there and I was the best painter 
am I not saying I was, but if I was the best painter, period, and all of that, but I got up there and didn't know how to defend my work, didn't mm-hmm. know how to explain my thought process, yeah. or <laughs> they would look at me like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, anyone can learn to actually put paint to the canvas, but if you can't, you know, articulate what's behind it, nobody in the real art world, and I mean the real art world, is going to want to be a part of what you're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they want more than just what they see. They yeah. want to hear you talk about it. They want to hear you, see you write about it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and they say, like, the real, like, a lot of artists say they don't want, they don't care what people think about their art. But true artists do. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you want to know what feedback you're, you're saying getting. something. Yeah, you don't have to change anything based mm-hmm. off of what you hear. But what you hear, it gives you an idea of what you put out and what people receive from yeah. it. And if they don't receive the message maybe that you meant, maybe you can go back and look at, you know, another project and be like, all right. So if people are receiving this that way, then maybe I tweak this to get this message across. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I said, you don't have to change anything. But as an artist, you want the critique. Right. It's dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> And even with podcasting and stuff, like, I want people to give me feedback. And I want people to, like, tell me, you know, hey, I loved it. I tuned in. Or if they be like, hey, you know, like, we want you to switch it up a little <laughs> right. bit. Like, do, do a little something different. So right. it's always good to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing you and I have in common, because we both are artists, you've been more, you've been developing your skill more <laughs> in how you set about getting work done. I've been working on a portrait with, uh, of my dad for about a year now. Oh my <laughs> for like a year. So I'm getting there. Like I drew it out, but now I'm trying to figure out, do I want to paint it? Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I paint it, I got to draw it on a canvas. So I got to make right. it bigger. Basically, I'm going <laughs> to be starting over. So it's just like a whole bunch. But um, other than that, we both are, we have entrepreneurial journeys that we're, mm-hmm. that we're seeking. Um, and we're actually actively working in. And then we both, have relationships Mm -hmm. (laughs) and one thing about um being in a relationship you want to protect it but you also you when you're happy you want to share it with the world and I feel like one thing that I've always that stood out to me about you is just you are a very you share a lot but -hmm. you don't share it's not like what you share people can be like I know Zuri right but it's like you share in a way where people can understand you but they don't Mm -hmm. know fully know who you are so you keep a lot to yourself um, but one thing that you do share is your relationship with Cam. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and I think it's dope as far as like just from what I could pick up on the fact that you guys are very supportive of, of each other. Yes. And everybody who know who knows me or follows me knows that uh, me and Nate do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about couples and how it's important to help build each other up. Definitely. And I think that transcends in more relationships than just couples. It's mm-hmm. more so, you know, friendships, family. Like, yep. if you're not there to build the other up, then you shouldn't be there to slow them down. Um, so Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess how do you, because you've got so much going on, how do you balance <laughs> Your relationship, which I'm sure you put time into, mm-hmm. being a mom, which I'm sure you put time into. And then it seems like you and your sisters and your mom, you all mm-hmm. have a close relationship. So how do you balance the family life with the art, with the job, mm-hmm. with the the entrepreneurial goals in general? Mm-hmm. I think it's all about being in tune with your circle. Mm-hmm. So I can call my mom and hear her voice if she got enough going on and she don't need to talk to me. I yeah. can also tell my mom needs to hear from me if she needs me right there in her presence. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of learn to read the people closest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you come up with a schedule. Like, okay, this morning um, I'm going to wake up my morning time is going to be spent with Harlem because she's going to daycare all day. So we're going to get up. We're going to pick out her clothes. We're going to do her hair. Mm-hmm. We might 
Friday we stop for donuts. You know, you make <laughs> each interaction very intentional because right. even though we only had a couple hours and she's with her dad all weekend, mm-hmm. I feel good knowing that I'm going to be away from her for two days, but we got that intentional time together. Yeah. And then I know, okay, so the rest of the time I have a commission to work on. So I'm going to devote three to four hours of my morning slash afternoon to this commission piece. Cam might go to the gym without me or he might have something else to do and then we plan to go, you know, to dinner. You know, we just, it becomes almost natural to kind of plan and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be to every minute or Mm -hmm. such a strict schedule that you get overwhelmed, but you just kind of casually plan out your day and you know that, you know, each part of your life deserves time, but don't overwhelm yourself. Some days I don't paint. And if I don't feel like it and I feel like I'm stressed, overwhelmed, I might need to step away from it for a mm-hmm. while. And that might be my family day or maybe the day t- I take to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need Zuri time yes. because I am a very irritable person, whether people know that or not. I can be um, very anxious mm-hmm. um, and that can really come off in a very just not so pleasant way. So mm-hmm. I know when sometimes I just need to take a step away from everything and everybody and just mm-hmm. spend a few hours or a day and like, this is my day. Yeah. So I think it's all about knowing yourself, knowing the people around you, and knowing what they need. Because mm-hmm. I may need a whole day from Cam. <laughs> and he's like, girl, we kicked it for three hours. Like, I'm good. We could just chill yeah. at home now. So it's just yeah. about knowing yourself and those people and then figuring out how to delegate your time. Yeah. And I agree with that 100%. Like, I think one thing that you said that stands out is the intent of things. And mm-hmm. that's the thing is about walking in intention. Like, everything you do, being intentional in that. And like you said, I think I can definitely agree with the irritable thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with, <laughs> like, chasing your dreams, but also just being a busy person. Yeah. Because your mind is constantly going. Always. Like, I feel like I go to sleep thinking about stuff. Yeah. I wake up thinking about stuff. And I have dreams. So my mind is constantly, like, going. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the only way sometimes for me to close my mind, like to shut it down and like to have that personal quiet time is to intentionally take that quiet time where it's like, okay, I'm about to go in the house, sit in the living room on the floor, pull out the yoga mat, Mm -hmm. close my eyes and shut down (laughs) like for a good 15, 30 minutes, whatever you have. But it's definitely something that I have to do in intention. Mm -hmm. And even with like relationships and the things that bind us or the things that you know, weigh on us in life for good reasons and bad reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Intentionally navigating those in a way that's going to work for your process is another big important thing. Mm -hmm. So I know um, moving, especially being in a city that you're not from, but you may, I mean, we both stay close to home. You're in Cincy, I'm in Columbus, but I think I dealt with a lot being away from my family Mm -hmm. or even just, you know, when I am in town having things to do because being an entrepreneur now everything I do is scheduled. Like, so I don't have enough time. Just sometimes I don't have enough time just to link up, but it's like, I keep that goal in mind. Like this is going to pay off in the end. Mm -hmm. So, but intentionally I'm going to reach out via phone or via text, whatever I can do to say, Hey, how are you? Hope you had a good day. Mm -hmm. And then there's people intentionally that I have to remove. Like I have to get rid of Mm -hmm. and not to say that they're bad people, but maybe they just don't work in my life and what I'm trying to do. And have you come across that? I know we spoke about it a little bit um, before the interview. Yeah, I have. I think um, you kind of are conditioned to think that everybody who wants to be your friend deserves to be your friend. And that's not Mm. always the case. (laughs) Um, Because I always, now that my child is in a position where um, she's in a a daycare preschool and it's kind of like, these are your friends. And I'm like, but what if they're not her friends? Mm. Like, what if these aren't good 
kids. Yeah. And it's like, I know they're still young, but everybody's not brought up the same. Everybody doesn't have the same morals and values. So although that there may be people out there like, I want to be her friend. And I'm like, that's awesome. But I don't know if I can allow you <laughs> to be my friend because I've worked really, really hard mm-hmm. to become this person. Yeah. And if you're going to be somebody that's trying to break me back down after I've already hit rock bottom before, mm-hmm. I don't need to start all over just yet. Um, it's not my time yet. <laughs> like there will be a time where I'm going to have to kind of rebuild again, but I've just gotten here and it feels really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to attach myself to people who are going to, um, try to, to, to make that yeah. toxic in any way. Like yeah. I am very cautious, um, whether you are an acquaintance, a family member, somebody who's been my friend, I'm mm-hmm. still very aware because people are ever changing. So yeah. even though they may have supported you last year, this year there may be some envy or there may be some, you know, collision with personalities Ooh. or um, beliefs or whatever. They may and be the one. <laughs> yeah, like people people are, are upset with yeah. you for doing for well. Nothing. People like, yeah, are yeah, it's upset, like they're upset for that nothing. you're enjoying your life mm-hmm. as quiet as it may be people mm-hmm. are upset and yeah. so you just have to be um aware yeah <laughs> and I think that's um like so talking on the envy thing because it's not even that when you know people envy you or you feel envy it's not that you think you're better than whoever envies mm-hmm. you you know intentionally that they envy you and you can match envy with jealousy whatever mm-hmm. um I told one of my good friends now I let her know. I was like, you know, she was asking about a previous friendship. I had to cut off. She was like, what happened? And I was like, you know, I'm a compassionate person. When you have compassion, (laughs) you cannot hate anybody. Right. You just understand that people are dealing with their own things. So when people Mm -hmm. are dealing with their own things, and we're all human, so there might be a time where I might come off a little funny. And if it's somebody I truly care about, I'll make sure that I'll get myself in check because Mm -hmm. maybe it's just that I was having a bad day. Right. Um, I interviewed an artist named Cassius Keys, and he said, you know, everybody has their own universe. We don't know what's going on in somebody's world that's causing them to act that way, but we don't have to allow it around us. And when it comes to envy and jealousy, a lot of times, whatever that person is going through, it's usually like self-hate or something they're not fulfilling within Mm -hmm. themselves. So that envy is like not, oh, she thinks she's better than me. It's I think she's better than me because I see her and I want her happiness. Mm -hmm. I want her joy. And when it comes to friendships, once I feel that little niche, that that little bit of envy, I got to cut it off because that can turn into a very ugly and a very dangerous emotion. Mm -hmm. Envy is something that can drive people to hate. Like to me, that's one of the, the, one of the babies of hate, (laughs) like pretty much like, yeah, it's scary. It can get scary. And I've even found myself, especially in the times of social media where I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh, they have that. Or even in my moments of, um, whether it was in a broken relationship or a singleness, it's like, well, why can't mm-hmm. I have that, you know, yeah. that relationship? Why can't I? And I have to really say, you need to chill out. Yeah. Because <laughs> one, you don't know what's going on over there. Two, your time will be your time. And you just need to sit back and relax a little bit. I've had to be consciously, like, correcting myself. Like, Zuri, here you go again. That little green monster yeah. is popping up. Yeah. And you need to just relax and be happy with where you are mm-hmm. and set your goals and do that. But don't be mad at them. Yeah. Why are you mad? <laughs> like, why yeah. are you mad? And I think we've all envied. I don't think anybody, I think when you realize things and people are, when you come to your own realizations in your own life, mm-hmm. it's because you've been through it. It's mm-hmm. like things were brought to you that you can now take that yes. knowledge and process it better. Yes. So when you talk about, or when you spoke on, you know, not allowing people in because you're like, I've worked so hard to get here. Yeah. Like, I'm not 
not going to allow you to break me down. Right. It's not that you think you're better than anybody, but you're not in my life or you can't be in my life because what I put into me is mm-hmm. precious. Like, so I know precious. the dark place I went to. Mm-hmm. I know what I've dealt with. So it's like, now that I'm here, I have to protect that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you said you, you might get broke down again. You never know. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it'll still be different because you've grown through this phase. Like, you've exactly. gotten through that growth phase. And you won't lose that knowledge. Mm-hmm. So when you do come up against something else, you'll have the tools to at least put you a little more ahead than you were when it first happened. Right. And I think that's how we get through life. I think we have to take that time to really dissect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And even with um, what's been going on lately with, uh, what's her name? Kate Spade, which mm-hmm. I wasn't a follow, like a huge follower of her, but I knew yeah. her bags. And then Anthony Bourdain, which truly crushed yeah. me. Um, literally days before, I think, Kate Spade, um, I got a notification. I get CNN notifications. And it said 33% um, suicide rates were up 33% since wow. Trump has come into office. Wow. And I'm like, that's a big number. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a big increase, that period. That is insane. Yeah, so when I thought about that and I thought about what was going on and how these people who are high up, who have, like, anything they can need in the world mm-hmm. as far as what we know of, mm-hmm. um, are deciding to let go. Even before them, there was people who, like, there was a young man in Columbus that took his life a few years back and... Just knowing people personally who have taken their lives as far as, mm-hmm. like, being connected to people who knew people and right. all of that. I I came to the realization that sometimes these people, you know, you get angry at people for doing that, which you pray that, you know, someone doesn't come to that point. Because we, mm-hmm. we all, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I've had times where I'm like, I've thought about it. Yeah. I haven't never got to the point where I planned it out or yeah. anything. But yeah. I've thought, like, what if I wasn't here? Or what if, like, mm. it's so much work to be human. What if I could just... Yeah. What if, what if there is a better life right. or whatever? But I think that kind of brought me to the understanding of more into compassion, but learning that these people might be people who really had, you see these people and you think they care mm-hmm. for the world. You remember how kind they were, mm-hmm. how happy they were, how big their smile was. Mm-hmm. A lot of times these people who decide that it's not worth it anymore, I feel like they get to a point where they literally lose hope. Yeah. And not just ho- not hoping themselves necessarily, a hope in the world they're yeah. trying to fix a problem and they don't see a solution to the problem exactly and i think that's sad but i think it's very dangerous now with the president that we have yeah no i think right now is a very um scary time mm-hmm. i'm always thinking about ways to protect my daughter who's coming up in the time mm-hmm. um she's only two and she's experienced racism on the playground what? and it's very 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 hurtful because um, she's so, so you know, far. Yeah. And it's like, you know, mothers will seriously keep their children from interacting with my innocent, innocent baby because she's black. Mm-hmm. And that hurts. It does. That hurts. And she wasn't even two. I think she was almost two when that happened. And I came home and I was so infuriated. I couldn't believe it. And I think I find myself now and it's almost, I get disappointed in myself. I disconnect so much from politics because mm-hmm. it just makes Same. me so upset <laughs> and I'm like I need to be more aware I need to know mm-hmm. what's going on but every time I try to learn more every time I'm in tune with some Facebook debate it makes me so nauseous dizzy yes, sick and I'm like what who have I been surrounded by mm-hmm. this whole time who secretly had these thoughts of hate towards me yeah. towards my family towards my grandparents mm-hmm. towards all of my ancestors like I'm surrounded by people who genuinely hate me And that's what took such a toll on me on my at my old position because I was working on the west side of Cincinnati with talk about it with um, (laughs) corporate with with white people who 
thought less of me. Mm-hmm. I had my degree. I was working crazy hours. I had, you know, all these credentials that I thought made me, mm-hmm. you know, at least in their eyes, the upper echelon of the colored folks. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I thought Ooh. it at least would buy me a 10 minutes, mm-hmm. which is what typically my interactions would last right. 10 minutes. I would, I, uh, I just experienced so much yeah. that I would just come home just defeated. Yeah. And that's, that's rough because yeah. I, I think I'm a pretty strong person. I think I'm pretty courageous. I think I'm well-grounded in, you know, my my roots and who I am. But when you deal with that every single day and there's nobody there to yeah, back you up. It's a different it's, struggle. It's you, a different you get, struggle. You get punched mm. in the face so many times and then I can't punch back. Yeah. That's I can't. <laughs> that's the thing. So it's like you don't, you're, you're not seeking approval from white people. Like, you're not seeking approval from the oppressor in general because there's many different oppressors in different situations. But it's the fact that you feel like no matter what you do, it's not going to be good enough. And right. it's only because you're the minority. Right. If you think about it. Because you being in the workplace and knowing you have all of these, like, tools and these talents and you're so well equipped, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, these people around you, they probably aren't even as, like, intelligent as you are. And not Girl, even to say they're not. not <laughs> the ones I was dealing with, barely. No. But even <laughs> but even the fact that they, they might not be as intelligent as you are, but even if they were, they might not have the heart you have or they might right. not have the impact you have Mm because you let's be honest Zuri you are a very influential person you are a very yeah you are a beautiful spirit Mm -hmm. you put like hard work into what you want to do and like you said you feel like you're a strong person you feel like you do have compassion you do and that's Mm -hmm. the thing like when we talk about the effects of things and how nobody saw Anthony Bourdain taking his life he this is a man who goes to villages like overseas and in different and rural villages and he's sitting next to people that are wearing like tattered clothing and Mm -hmm. they're not but it's it's their culture it's not that they're dirty or they're lesser than this is their culture they might not shower as often or maybe they shower every day but they play outside all day but then they cook these meals that you've never seen and you might look at him like i'm not eating that (laughs) but he's doing all of these things and he's so close-knit and interactive but what happens is you have when you have so much care and you have so much love you open the door for like everything yeah because people know that about you so they'll Mm -hmm. take that They'll take that, but they won't give it back because they can't. They haven't gotten there yet. Right. So even in the workplace, especially when it's a, a, a issue of race, mm-hmm. these people are not better than you. They're right. not better than me or whoever else deals with it. But they won. It's more of them here. Mm-hmm. And they communicate like like similarly. I don't even know what word I'm looking for in that. Cause I'm, <laughs> now I'm in a moment. Like, this is very powerful. But they communicate like similarly so yeah. when you think about anthropology it's the study of uh the different cultural dynamics yep. in the workplace these people are on the same wavelength mm-hmm. so you're gonna feel isolated already yep. but then they can feel like they have more only because they see more of what they mm-hmm. are around them yeah so it just comes to a point where it's like a catch-22 because it's like i'm proud to be in a space like this who most of my peers are not right but then i come into work every day and i have to feel like i have to do extra i have to be a little more nice i can't come off as the angry black woman right if i have a bad day it's different Mm -hmm. like i had to deal with a co-worker who she would just randomly come to my desk some days and be like are you okay you don't seem yourself today i'm what am i doing (laughs) like what do you want from me (laughs) like do i need to smile at you every day when you walk through the door like because i'm i thought i was having a pretty okay day yeah so for me I definitely understand that journey. And another thing that hits home for me is not only, one, 
majority of people dealing with this, not majority, because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of black males that are also in corporate positions, but I feel Mm -hmm. like it's even more rough for black men to even secure a corporate position. Yeah. And you're, it's so shocking. (laughs) It's so shocking at where we are right now. Like you would think we've come so far, Mm -hmm. but I've had friends and boyfriends who Mm -hmm. are like, you know, it's rough to get a job, not because yeah. they don't have, they're not equipped to get the job. It's yeah. just the, the way it's set up. Yeah. And me knowing the internal structure, like, you know, the personality tests and different things and how they ask questions on things. It's set it's up deliberately to set up <laughs> to keep you out. Yeah. And it's crazy because you look at the people, you know, and the talent that's around you. You're like, man, you could dominate in mm-hmm. that field. Like you could change some things. You could right. really create an impact. So the saddest thing about it for me is I look at the people who are kind of like trying to keep everybody separate and are not being as inclusive. Mm-hmm. You are hurting not only yourself, you're hurting the progress of a company. You're hurting the progress of a society. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think America in general is very miserable. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Nate that, and I think he got worried when we were on the phone. Like, he didn't say that, but like, <laughs> we were talking about it, and I'm like, the world is miserable. And he was yeah. like, is what the world mean? miserable or are people miserable? Right. <laughs> like he tried to redirect. Right. And I'm like, the world is miserable. I was like, I'm not miserable. Yeah. But the world we live in is. Yeah. Like, it's sad that it takes so much to get a dentist appointment, mm-hmm. to get a doctor's appointment. Like, basic things that we should all have, you know, access to. Right. If you think about healthcare, that prolongs life. Mm-hmm. There's some people who won't live long, only like longer, only because they can't afford to. Exactly. And nine times out of ten, it's in the minority community mm-hmm. so we are dealing with a lot that i thought we would have been further way further ahead listen. from <laughs> <laughs> listen i'm the I, I think about that often and i think about and it all comes back to the leap i made and how um they they do like to put that in your face like well you know your your health care ends tonight and it's like, okay. <laughs> I could take care of like, myself. Okay, but it's, it's the, the fact that that has to be said in the way that it's said. And it's not just to let you know. Mm-hmm. It's just so you know, mm-hmm. you and your daughter, and you Ooh. know, just know that you're on your own. But you know what? Some of us Ooh. handle things. So Girl, whether I get it through you yeah. as my employer or through whatever else I've already had set up, we're good. And I, I think it, my heart... Um, aches for people who go through that struggle because mm-hmm. I've been um, someone who's had to go solely through care source. I've mm-hmm. been so, like I've been there, mm-hmm. so I understand what it's like to be down there downtown mm-hmm. for hours, sitting there uncomfortably with mm-hmm. other people, wondering who's gonna see you mm-hmm. and you know if you're gonna get everything you need or how's this gonna play out. And I was a young, almost mother mm-hmm. in Cincinnati by myself doing that, so Ooh. I understand. And yes. so that's why mm-hmm. I'm I'm so adamant about. Um, if you want to, you know, stay corporate and get all your benefits, do that. If you want to be an entrepreneur and do things on your own, do that. But I know what it's like to go from literally having nothing at all Mm -hmm. to now being able to make that choice to do whatever I want. Like I literally made the choice to do whatever I wanted, knowing that everything that we needed was still going to be taken care of. And that is a a major accomplishment yeah. for me when just a couple years ago I was like mom like <laughs> this baby's coming but I don't know what else is in the works you know like yeah. that's amazing to me yeah and I think support is a big thing it seems mm-hmm. like you have a lot of support behind you but also even if you had little to no support I think upbringing is a big important part mm-hmm. too and just how you show the 
the anger, you can see it in your eyes, like the rage when you mm-hmm. talk about the situation that happened with him. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, she experienced that, but at the end of the day, you are, you are, you are hurting for the fact that, in a way, that's that's little Zuri. Mm-hmm. In a way, that's little Zuri, and it's like yeah. now, so you can feel everything. You can feel the repercussions of what she might not even know now, exactly. but she'll feel later. And you're like, I don't want that for her. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of what um, what took place on that playground that day, I think a lot of the racism that still lingers now is not even, you don't hate me because you think I'm lesser than you. You hate me because you were taught to hate me. Right. And why, why are you taught hate still? Mm-hmm. It's because, you know, the greater of the society, quote unquote, the 1% and not even the 1% because a lot of these people are not as wealthy as the people who right. are in control. But it's like these people, um, the ones who are spewing hate and everything, because I love everybody, but the ones who are hating and deciding that, you know, society is okay because we're not okay. We need right. change. And the system can't just go on how it is. It needs mm-hmm. to be dismantled. Yeah, We can't pick up anywhere within the system we exist in and think it's going to be okay. Right. But, um, these people who are spewing hate, they're only spewing hate because they don't want to give up some of what they have. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy. It's sad because it's like this construct that you're putting out in the world is affecting you too. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain is not a black man. Right. <laughs> he is right. not a minority necessarily. Like right. there's, there's different classifications of minorities, but this man was, if you think about it, the top. Like this man had an amazing career. He mm-hmm. was traveling. He had money. He was a right. white man. He didn't have to worry about people discriminating against him. Right. Nobody comes out of the house and is like, white man, I hate you. Right. Black people, for the most part, don't operate out of hate. Mm-hmm. Like speaking for our own community, because I can't speak for other communities, right. but black people don't operate out of hate. Mm-hmm. We are taught to not trust because we, we are shunned a lot mm-hmm. throughout society and through our lives. Yeah. But... For that to happen to him, it's the effects of what is being put out there. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets affected. Until yes. they understand that and they're willing to give away a piece of what they have, they will not get anywhere. It's only going to get worse. Like, and they've it's, had it's access to like wealth and income streams like for centuries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are starting so far behind that the system has to be dismantled and things have to be balanced out. Right. And even with like, you know, other countries you see with free health care, mm-hmm. like we got to reevaluate some things. Yeah. We're one of the countries where it's like they're trying to keep things so like traditional. Mm-hmm. And that's becoming a problem. Yeah. We can't be traditional in everything. Right. Tradition is important when it comes to faith or family traditions and stuff. But when you think about a governmental structure, mm-hmm. we've been the same for too long. Yeah. <laughs> and so it has to change. Yeah. And I think it's going to take a while, but I hope it takes it happens sooner than later. Yeah. I think it's really detrimental to, like, mental health. And you can see it around. Like, mental health is, like, at an yeah. all-time high. Like, as far as, like, um, I don't want to say negative mental health, but, like, just un- people are unhealthy right now mentally. Yeah. No, they they are. And I, it's kind of been weird seeing on social media people like, oh, now you want to talk about it because two white people were killed. And I'm like, we've been, been talking, talking about, about it. it. <laughs> you just didn't want to listen. You didn't want to you know, accept what those of us who weren't afraid to speak out about it had to say, because I've been speaking on my, you know, um, depression Mm -hmm. and highs and lows for Mm -hmm. some time. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't label it by anything. I don't really know how extensive things could get. I think I've managed to do okay, but I've had, you know, therapy, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, you can't always, you can't pray things away. You need to not listen to people who say therapy doesn't (laughs) work. Um, there, there's things going on 
and it, and the stuff that I dealt with wasn't even related to uh, race per se, but um, that just goes to show you there's it, there's so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. And I've been going to a therapist on and off since I was twelve, mm-hmm. and of course it stemmed from the death of my father. But right. after that, what else do you think happened? Right. You know that is that's if that's my foundation of needing mm-hmm. therapy. Can you imagine? The, the layers Ooh. of myself I have to dig through to constantly figure out why I do what I do and why I feel mm-hmm. this way or, oh, this month's coming up. What, what am I going to experience mm-hmm. this year? You know, and it's, it's just very important. And I hope that my transparency, um, because sometimes I'm like, dang, I'm sharing a lot. Girl. But I, I pray <laughs> that my transparency, um, you know, just gives somebody else the okay mm-hmm. to, if not tell somebody um, on social media, at least feel, really feel how you're feeling and then share with somebody yeah. that you trust because we don't even know how to feel yeah. what we're experiencing. <laughs> yes. Like we are blocking it we out and pretending that we're not. We don't know how to celebrate yeah. because we, we're yeah. too afraid to be ashamed. Like we're shamed when we celebrate. We're shamed mm-hmm. when we're upset. We're shamed yeah. when we actually admit that we have something wrong with us. Yeah. We're just shamed through emotion, period. Mm-hmm. Like society is going into this robotic mode, but it doesn't work for anybody. Yeah. And um, I guess... One thing that I definitely want to commend you on is, like, the, I guess, the expression you've had and put out there through dealing with what you dealt with, with losing your father. Because, mm-hmm. for me, I've had a few friends who I know who's lo- who have lost a parent, and for mm-hmm. me, I couldn't imagine that, that what that does. Yeah. And recently, like, I had dealt with, um, and I'm still dealing with my dad's situation. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's tough. But at the same time, I feel like, I always think about my friends who lost their parent, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I still have him. Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing. And then I think, um, as you speak about therapy and all of that, I didn't realize PTSD until mm. the situation happened mm-hmm. with my dad. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I literally lost my mind. <laughs> like, yeah. I lost my mind, and I had to pick it up by pieces. Yeah. It wasn't a quick process. No. Um, when he was at his lowest, um, I called my sister India and mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, can you just pray? Can you just yeah. pray with me right now? Cause I yes. needed, I knew. And as you said, calling somebody who you could trust, who mm-hmm. won't judge you. But also I didn't want to freak out, you know, my mom or people yeah. who I knew they're, they're enough. It, yeah, it was, it was even more so for her. So I called her and she prayed and it was the most beautiful prayer yeah. and I needed it. It was right on time. Chills. Yeah. Like, Cause I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. And so she did that and I picked myself up, but, Moving forward that day, it was like even before that day, but when it happened, it was just this PTSD. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to, when you, when you experience something at a heightened level, because mm-hmm. to be honest, that was the first time I realized that that could happen. Like there's yeah. other forms of PTSD other than going to war and coming back right. and being messed up. Right. Um, I realized, okay, now that I'm working through this, I also have PTSD from growing up and not having much Mm -hmm. because then you know and I guess it not even PTSD from not having much just growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in Mm -hmm. like it when I was a kid it was beautiful at first but then it's it quickly got yeah Mm -hmm. but it quickly with the um violence got worse but it wasn't something I was a parent to until like a little bit later on but the first time I almost got robbed outside of my parents house that was very traumatizing yeah. in a way that it's like now, instead of knowing that, yeah, I live in a rough neighborhood, but I mean, this is where I'm from. I'm comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to ever be afraid. Right. Now I'm dealing with the fact that I'm actually angry that my parents live here. Yeah. Now I'm actually, every day I'm putting more pressure on myself because I'm like, we got to go. Right. Like, we got to change the situation. Right. So for me, 
I realize now that PTSD comes in so many forms. Mm-hmm. And for communities who are underdeveloped or communities who are not given as many resources, mm-hmm. these things are happening to us in mass quantities. Yes. Like, yeah. we are in an, um, a state of emergency within the black community. And that's crazy <laughs> that you mentioned PTSD because I never even thought to label it as such. Mm-hmm. And when I went through my... Um, grief counseling I was so young I was Mm -hmm. 11 12 like I don't know what we talked about I don't Mm -hmm. know I think I was in that stage where you're just numb you're just kind of like I'm here I gotta go to practice are we done yet like I was just going through the motions and that was really my first um, personal experience with gun violence Mm -hmm. and now that's all you see and I'm so glad that it is it is you know so apparent on social media now but it's just like uh, I wish that was the case when yeah. it happened to him mm-hmm. uh, because that I didn't I didn't know that that was even something that could happen to my dad my yeah, dad yeah. like he he didn't do anything he and it's wasn't like one, a part of anything bad like, you think about how big the world is and yeah. it's like and that can bring a form of anger too it's yeah. like the one like he really had to be the one yeah and I think and I always like so and for that what you were thinking in that moment, like when I met you, but also knowing Leah, mm-hmm. um, and me, me and Leah don't know each other, but she mm-hmm. was one of the older like yeah. students. So you know, when you're younger and you have older students above you, you know their names and you, yeah. you get to know their personality. And Leah was like very nice to me because she was cool with my sister, mm-hmm. and so I always had like, like I always liked Leah. And mm-hmm. then knowing you, um, when I did find out that that happened to your dad, I was like, you know just the most respect for both of you because Mm -hmm. I just knew like my closeness with my dad Mm -hmm. but also with the gun violence situation you're like this wouldn't have happened to my dad like this is how how my dad why my dad and that's the thing too is like it makes you understand that it could happen to any of us at any time and it's not like there's so much big there's so many big issues and they always try to dumb them down Mm -hmm. with gun control like the people who are so adamant on like, and it's not that I'm saying take everybody's guns away. I'm not. But saying a 17 year old at that time had a gun. You know what yeah. I mean? And like even like how? the NRA, their focus is not at all. Like they don't want to confront any social issues. Mm-hmm. They just want to sell guns. Yeah. It's about you know having those advocates that are out here on the streets on the front line, making mm-hmm. sure that the education is behind it, right. making sure that y'all are putting the right the guns in the right hands as much mm-hmm. as you can. You can never prevent everything every tragedy but you can prevent enough yeah a lot of this stuff is senseless and the mm-hmm. fact that we are just so aloof to it yeah and how me and you talk and we're like well how you said you know you don't tune into the news because of how it makes you feel i feel the same way mm-hmm. that's why i get cn cnn uh notifications on my screen that yeah. pop up and i can swipe them away or i can right. read more into them but i can't sit in front of a tv <laughs> i can't do it no. and then listening to news on social media i can't do it and now I'm to a point where I'm literally decluttering my social media. So there mm-hmm. will be people who will notice that they're going <laughs> to drop off if they notice, if they don't, that's cool. But I'm cleaning up everything. Yeah. And it's no knocks to anybody. It's just I'm in a place just like you are where I have to protect my peace. Mm-hmm. But I have to continue on my journey. Yeah. And I was telling Nate, I'm like, sometimes I feel guilty that I can't spend enough time with my parents. Mm-hmm. Or I can't, you know, travel and see friends as much as I want to. People who, are, who I'm really yeah. close to. But it's like... I have to I have to remember the journey. I have to remember yeah. the mission. The mission mm-hmm. it has to happen. Like it has yeah. to be executed. So there's some reason why God put this mission on me. Yeah. And so for me to I can't let anything get in the way of that. So I can only do what I can do 
I have to keep this mission in mind because there's a reason why I need to do it. When you think about families and stuff, my family has come from a very humble place, like Mm -hmm. a very, very humble beginnings. And even though I had a rough upbringing as far as my living situation, Mm -hmm. we were never like without love. We were never without. Oh, y'all were the best. I (laughs) love going to Rima's house. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Like my family has always been close. My mom and dad have always done everything for their kids to the point Mm -hmm. where my dad drove himself like he my dad took care of everybody before Mm -hmm. himself and that's probably why he was so against going to the doctor but it's like at the end of the day I've had so much love around me and I've always looked at my family as good people I'm Mm -hmm. like why are good people in this situation right but then you think about it there has to be a change there has to be a disruption in the the what has been the norm so Mm -hmm. I'm like this mission even if you know there's going to be things that you lose along the way mm-hmm. god forbid somebody you know gets ill or somebody you know something happens to where you have to say goodbye or maybe you know you have to lose friendships mm-hmm. you still have to complete the mission yeah because at the end of the day it can only help like you have to finish the mission yeah and i think with you um i i'm excited for you to continue <laughs> like doing everything that you're doing I'm excited that you did take that journey into entrepreneurship and you're continuing on and you're mm-hmm. doing it in a way that works for you. Yeah. Um, but I also think that um, no matter what route you decide to go up on, you're always going to be somebody who's very influential to people who are paying attention. I think there's a lot of people who are very <laughs> like happy for your journey, even though I'm, I'm sure with you and just similar to me, when you put so much out there, you do feel so much negativity. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, even if it's one to two to three people watching you, yeah. those people who are very inspired by it, mm-hmm. that's a change. Yeah. That's a difference. Yeah. And the people who are negative, they're just going through their journey. They're not there yet. Mm-hmm. But they can't stop what we're doing. Nope. It's, because it won't. It, and I think even if I tried, because I remember I was in college and I called my mom like, I think I'm going to study science because all my friends were on like a pre-med or Girl. pre-law. You know, and I'm like, mom, I think I'm just going to be a speech pathologist like you. So I'm going to just switch over. She was like, um, you need no. to sleep on it. So I woke up and I was like, never mind. And it's just like when you have, like you said, my support system, my parents have never swayed me away from what I, what they knew I was supposed to be doing. My mom, my stepdad, everybody knew that this is what I was supposed to do. Your and mom was up in that uh, yeah, gallery show. <laughs> yeah, like they, like without my family, like that show, we were setting up, it was at 5 p.m. At 5 p.m., they still hanging out on the wall. I'm running around, like they were my dream team. And that's team. amazing. That's, and you need a team. You it was, team. it was a blessing. And I think although I swayed a little bit, I got, um, you know, I was driven. I was like, I'm going to support for me and my baby. I was like, I'll work my butt off. And I did what I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. But now it's time to get back to what I said I was going mm-hmm. to do originally. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening now. Um, and then before I forget, I wanted to, you know, I remember when you brought up uh, this idea years and years and years ago. We what? were sitting at our friend's house. It was like a little <laughs> party or something. And you were what? like, I want this group of creatives and it's going to be this and we're going to do this. And I'm just telling you now what? because... Uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be big, and I just want you to be involved in some way. I don't know how yet, but I'm gonna I let do you know. That. And you, I don't know if you were a senior or a junior, I, but girl, it might have been junior year. So it might have been That's junior crazy. year because I think it was who I was dating at the time. And sophomore, I think it was around okay. that time. But <laughs> since high school, That's maybe crazy. before you spoke this, and I remember that That's night so like amazing. nothing. We were sitting on the couch, oh and you was like, "Let me tell you something." And I remember now because we were at. Fact, we were at Jerron's grandma's, grandma's house. house. <laughs> yep. 
That's yeah, love we right were, there. and That's I remember so that. And every time I see oh, you post, I'm like, crazy. she's doing it. Like you are a prime example of. I'm not trying to take over your podcast. No, you're fine. I'm just saying you are Girl. a prime example of speaking it, feeling your purpose. First of mm-hmm. all, whether you knew it was your purpose or not, feeling it, accepting it, mapping it out. Because mm-hmm. you could have been, you could have jumped right on it then, not know what you was trying to go Girl. after. But you sat on it. You, you know, I'm sure you swirled around a bunch of ideas. You got your teams together whether it's the same as it was before I don't know but you are doing what you <laughs> oh told God, me personally you were going to oh do God, and here we hear. are I'm understand. a part of it in my little way Girl, and I just feel and things so will, excited yeah. to be and things will continue. with y'all right now like, no seriously just, Zary, though, uh, things will continue like yeah. and I was gonna tell you that after the podcast but I'll say it on the <laughs> podcast like I'm very like I'm personally one of those people who is tuned into your journey and I'm mm-hmm. very excited for you and I also think that um for you to even bring up that talk is crazy because <laughs> I know like I'm a talker and I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people in my life they be like Shonda just talking yeah she's just talking but literally that has been kind of my my thing with keeping myself on my toes is mm-hmm. every time I speak something out I'm speaking it into existence mm-hmm. and it has to happen yeah and even though I didn't remember that conversation initially I've always had this energy towards you though where I'm mm-hmm. like I'm I'm gonna stay tuned into what they're <laughs> doing or whatever and it's like I did want to do this interview with you mm-hmm. because I did want to highlight that but I also wanted to get together with you and yes. I wanted to talk I wanted to have yes. a sit down because mm-hmm. I do want to continue to like I'm definitely keeping up with what you're doing, but I also want to continue to support in any way that I can as far as like if it's sharing a post, if it's coming mm-hmm. through to your show, if it's anything. Girl, come on. Girl, because <laughs> I want, I want people, this journey is not easy. Mm-hmm. People get mad yeah. at me so much for not being able to come through to yeah. an event or people get so it's mad hard. at me so much for not purchasing a song or something. Yeah. And it's like y'all sending all this stuff to my inbox and I'm generating stuff out there. I'm doing stuff in any mm-hmm. way that I can, but at the same time, when it comes to a team, I really ain't had too much of a team right. like, leading up to this right. point. I've had a few people involved mm-hmm. and then like Larissa, she helps when she can. Shout out to her. And then Nate has been like amazing. Like, I'm going to tell you, right I'm going to be honest. That's what I'm talking no, about. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest because I feel like I've been mentioning him a lot in this podcast, but <laughs> like for real, for real, one thing that kind of drew me in with him is the similar to what you spoke on with Kim. It's like, we both understand what our our journeys and our goals are yes. so we're like let's let's plan let's let's map it out but yeah. it has to happen so I want to speak more into fruition and when it comes to me and you like I'm not going nowhere we gonna we gonna build I'm gonna watch you build you gonna watch me build we gonna build together yes. like that's how it's gonna be but yeah I'm definitely like I'm in awe of like like I can say all day like I tell him all the time <laughs> I will sit on my couch and be like I'm I'm amazed at what I have uh-huh. like even if I don't got no money in my pocket after paying all my bills, yep. I got a car. I got an apartment that I'm paying yeah. for, a single in Columbus by yeah. myself. You're living on purpose, though. Girl. <laughs> like girl. That, that beats, <laughs> living on purpose. That beats everything. But I say that to say that I'm equally proud of you. Like, I'm Thank equally you. in awe of you. Because Thank I know where you've come from as far as the Zuri that I've known growing mm-hmm. up. And you haven't stopped either. You have mm-hmm. not... You, you've always been the Zuri that I knew. You always had those bright eyes. Are we going on visual arts trips on the bus? And you smiling and lighting up the bus. Like, nobody has ever been able to not say they was. If anybody wasn't cool with you, they not going around saying, I ain't cool with Zuri or hating on you. They know that too many people mess with you. Too many yeah. people want Zuri to win, want to see you do what you do. Because yeah. it's good to see it. 
Mm-hmm. You got you got a you have a story. You have a journey, and even dealing with you, what you have dealt with, and speaking on all the different aspects of it, and mm-hmm. even what you deal with now, becoming a mom, and now have been a mom for like a couple years now, mm-hmm. and that's an own that's a journey within itself. Oh yeah. And so <laughs> you you have all this stuff that comes at you, and you handle it. You take it. Yeah. You learn. You grow, and you're continuing to flourish. So I mean. That's what the whole purpose of the Army of Dreamers podcast is. And when mm-hmm. we get people on the mic, it's an organic conversation. But yes. this conversation is probably the most organic. Because <laughs> you, like, you are like my little sister, for real. Like, yes. I, I always want to see you thrive. And I want to continue. You. I want to continue to watch your journey. I, I definitely will be, you know, not only praying for your success, but... Mm-hmm. When I pray, just how you mentioned in the podcast, you mentioned the ancestors. That mm-hmm. was something that was profound. You don't hear people talk and just bring up, you know, not only are they disrespecting my daughter and me, they're disrespecting my ancestors. Yeah, that's real. That's <laughs> that means real. you're connected. Mm-hmm. That yeah. means you, your purpose is really real. You're mm-hmm. meant to do what you're doing. Like, you are one of those people that's walking around with purpose that needs to you. be you need to be encouraged because you're yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I feel like I feel like I could go on and on and on. I'm like, let me just, <laughs> let, me just let me find a stopping point. I will go on and on. But that's the thing. Like it's real. And I know, I have no doubt that wherever mm-hmm. I'm headed and wherever you headed, we always going to be, yeah, we're going to always cross paths. It's going to happen. The top is one place. But there's many people who belong there. Mm-hmm. There's enough room for everybody who's yeah. working in that. And yeah. the top is whatever your idea of the top is. Like for me, right. I don't I don't foresee the top being having millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. If I get that, that's cool. Right. The top is me living a happy life for the exactly. rest of my life. Like exactly. I just want to be happy. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is, security, everything. But we gonna get it. And I'm I'm a hundred percent like for certain that <laughs> you and I will always cross paths. Yes. I, if I have anything to do with it, I will hunt you down. <laughs> Social media these days, I can find you. All right, y'all. Well, Zuri, where can they find you? Um, well, I am pretty much on everything. I just got back on Twitter, so I'm trying to learn how to tweet again. But I'm mainly on um, my handle is Zoo Something Major, uh, which is Z U, which is my nickname, Zoo S U M T H I N Major. Um, and I am on Instagram quite frequently, Facebook Zuri D Ali. Um, my art Instagram is Zuri Ali Art. She working. And um, yeah, you know, check out my stuff. Let me know if you need something. And then. Um, Zam Fitness. Zam Fitness is me and my boo. You know, we we like to stay fit because, you know, all of this is amazing. But if you're not taking care of yourself physically, what's it for? So that's how we we get our our QTN. We work out together. So Zam Fitness, if you need some um, health encouragement. And just stay posted. Cause I got a painting sip coming up in Cincinnati in July. Yes, so follow me. to mention that because yes. you just posted that. So let me yep. just go ahead and mention that. Yeah. Um, Zuri does have a painting sip coming up in Cincinnati. This is her mm-hmm. first event in Cincinnati, correct? Like yeah. your solo. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. you put on. Yeah. And when is that? It'll be July 19th. It's a Thursday evening. And I haven't released the location and exact time yet. But they are secured. <laughs> but I will let y'all know where you can purchase tickets. Um, it'll all be pre-sale. Um, but I will let you all know, and it is July 19th. Come paint um, on the rooftop with me. It's going to be amazing. I dope. promise. I like the vibe. <laughs> and y'all know where to find me, and the podcast will be up. We are now on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, but follow me on everything at ALD Media Group. <laughs> Yay! That was Very. awesome. I feel like we